Welcome to the Left Behind Game Club. This week, we play through Spec Ops The Line. Our next episode is about To The Moon, so if you're interested in that game, play with us and listen to our next episode. The debate for Spec Ops The Line got heated, and at one point, Mo even brought up math. This game is important. It has one of the best stories of that generation. Just like Pythagorean's Theorem. One of the best... And, oh, God. <laughs> a, a plus B equals hypotenuse squared. Math. You're listening to the Left Behind Game Club. Welcome to the Left Behind Game Club, our never-ending attempt to make sure that no game is left behind. I'm your host, Jacob McCord, and with me, two friends! The first friend is Michael Ruffalo. Wagwan. And my second friend is Mo Murtadi. Excited to play good games. Me too, and we're going to talk about a good game, a good game called Spec Ops The Line. Well, we'll find out if it's a good game. That's the whole discussion. That's the whole thing. Is it a good game? Oh, here we go. Can I can I set it up because this was my Set pick. it up, Jacob. Um, so uh, the game is developed by a company called Jaeger. Uh, they're based in Berlin. Uh, there were uh, tons of other games in the Spec Ops series before Spec Ops Align. I think there was eight of them in a span of five years. Mm-hmm. Um, they were like very generic uh, military shooters along the lines of a Rainbow Six. Um, in 20, 2007, they started working on this game. It took five years to make. Um, the lead designer of the game, Corey Davis, um, was on the team that made Fear and Condemned, or, or was on uh, teams that made Fear and Condemned. Um, 2K said it was a commercial failure. It was banned in Dubai because it's about Dubai. Oh. Um, Jaeger now has gone on to make the, the game Dreadnought. Uh, but the setup is this. Um, U.S. Army Colonel John Conrad volunteered his, the 33rd, which I think is a battalion, correct? Uh, an army of men. Mm-hmm. About uh, 1,500 men. 1,500 men to aid in the evacuation of Dubai. Uh, sandstorms get bad. Um, he defects from the army to assist the people of Dubai. And six months later, your main character, uh, Martin Walker, and his two army Homies. bros... Uh, Lieutenant Adams and Sergeant Lugo, Lugo come in to make contact, and that's the setup. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is your past experience with this game? So I've never played this game before. I've avoided spoilers about this game since it came out. Um, and I've heard a lot about it. I've heard a lot of people say how great it is. And, um, and I know that it was critically or commercially underrated. It didn't quite sell as well as anyone hoped. It didn't quite get as much critical discussion and mind share as I think it, you know, maybe people think it deserves. And Mo, what's your experience with it? I knew nothing about it. And you spoke highly of it several times over when we we're kind of brainstorming what games are we playing for the podcast. Before the podcast, after a couple of podcasts, all I kept hearing was, we should do spec ups the line, guys. It's a good game. So... Uh, it came up and I knew nothing. I just like Michael, I didn't look at any spoilers or anything, and I was excited because there was guns. So <laughs> I, I said, "Hey, I'm going to be able to sell more on this because there are guns." Yeah, and you sold it. I, I did. Well, I've played this game once before, uh, about a year after it came out, uh, and I knew a little bit about it, but I didn't know much. Mm-hmm. Played through it, and I think that this game itself is the reason why we do this podcast. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And if I were, if anyone's listening right now and you are at all curious to play it, I would say stop the podcast right now. Yeah. 
and play mm-hmm. the game and then come back to this. This yeah. is definitely one of those episodes that I don't think you get the value if you listen to this first and then decide if you want to go play it. Um, I would say that most people should yeah. play this. Th- third, third time's a charm just to emphasize it. Do not listen to this podcast if you haven't played the game and you intend on playing it. And we, I think all three of us say play this game and then maybe yeah. listen to this podcast. I mean, maybe don't maybe don't play it in another three or four years time. But right now is probably a good time to play it. Yeah. Where do you want to start with this? Because I feel like we're all three of us are ready to burst. And I don't know who's going to burst first. Um, Can you start us off of the first time that we start into the game and like what's happening and what the mechanics, what we're we're kind of doing? Yeah. So I would say the first three levels, because the game is separated into chapters. There's 15 chapters. In the first three, you're essentially set loose in Dubai. Um, And what's your role? Uh, as Captain Marvel Walker. Right, right. Mar- Marvel. Why are you Marvel, there? Marvel Walker. Uh, Martin Walker. You're there essentially to extract the 33rd, but really you're not. You're just there to make contact. You're just there to do recon. That's it. You're just supposed to make, you're just supposed to see what's happening and, and report leave. back. Yeah. And to be honest, so once again, my thing I do with every game, I didn't really pay attention to the initial like, premise <laughs> of the story. And it wasn't until actually I finished the game and I was so confused because like a bunch of characters were coming out and I'm like, why is this person matter? Who, who's this guy? That's sitting? I thought okay. I killed this guy. And then I had to really like, I look at, I watched a video afterwards of like, spec ops line explanation and i'm like uh okay i get it so i kind of maybe had a like not the best experience but if i i don't know right right i didn't know what was going on so yeah you land you have a gun you have two guys following you yeah but first what happens is you're in a helicopter yeah and it's like a very generic like i'm shoot these other helicopters typical first person shooter game Mm -hmm. yeah but what's cool is the way the first shot is shot is you think that you're the helicopter that's closest to the camera and you're firing on the helicopter that's across. So even from the start of the game, like they're always about shifting your perspective. Mm-hmm. Or they're like the one that you think that you're in actually gets shot down and you're the, you're the opposing helicopter. Wait, oh. what? Yeah. You, so in the first scene, uh-huh. you know how the camera follows a helicopter? Uh-huh. You think that you're in the helicopter that the, that the camera is in, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. That helicopter gets shot down. And you're actually in the one that you're across from. Oh, I didn't really pay attention. Uh, I didn't even piece that together. Yeah. I just, I just paid attention as soon as they said start shooting. I had that machine gun. And I'm like, all right, take them all down. <laughs> so so that ha- like the perspective shifts again and yeah. puts you in that helicopter. But all I'm saying is the first shot of the game yeah. is a helicopter that you think you're in gets shot down. And it's mm-hmm. actually the one that you think is the enemy. Gotcha. So the symbolism is already started. Very, yeah. very metaphorical. Yeah, it is. Because, and, yeah. Yeah. And I only know this because Brandon Keough... Um, who is a game critic, game mm-hmm. academic. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wrote a book about Spec Ops The Line. Um, really? A whole book? A whole book. 100, yeah. 140 pages. Uh, and he wrote it, I think, about a year after it came out. And uh, I read the first three chapters of it. Yeah. Huh. Did you guys know about like the fading, the black into white differences? Yes. So, like, in, in, fading the black into white. So apparently, I, this is from the video they explained a little bit more. So I didn't notice it initially playing, but whenever the cutscene fades to white, that's when the main character is like dreaming or hallucinating. It's not actually happening the next part of the story. And then if it's going from black to like fitting into black or coming out of black, that's actually what's happening in the game. So if you play it again, everything kind of makes sense. So I guess Jacob, you want to like explain like why this game is this like good, I guess, with bunny ears. Because I I don't want to talk about it. Do I just like, yeah, just go for it. Yeah, just go for it. I I think it's a game and I, I want your takes on this. It's a game about, it's a shooter about shooters. It's a game about games. 
and also well, it's a game about PTSD and soldiers. Yeah, I feel I like there are both of I those I think things. it's PTSD. So essentially you play this soldier and you go out through the missions like a typical first person shooter game where you take out bad guys, waves come out and you may end up making decisions in the game like whether or not to do like bad things like shoot civilians or shoot like decide between two guys either mm-hmm. um, a thief in, from Dubai or like the commander that like found him and killed his family and brought him into justice like you, which guy do you kill? And then later on you find out that this soldier has been like hallucinating all these like weird situations and it's kind of like in his head living in his hero complex yeah and so you, you kind of like at the end of the story they're like oh all this stuff like it's not exactly what happened like you didn't have to kill those bad people everyone's already dead to begin with and you're hallucinating killing people or you were responsible for killing these people yeah that you thought you were saving it's just it's kind of like it's one of the things reasons why we say play the game because you won't really this commentary is going to help you kind of understand a bit of it but like after playing it you're going to like kind of probably hopefully get a little bit of things you didn't see in the game you're going to rewatch the ending. You're going to probably read articles. Yeah. You're going to watch people uh, do commentary. And most of the commentary is from like a year after the game came out. Like mm. there's barely any new commentary on it. There's maybe one or two videos out there that are like, hey, five years later, what does it? What does this game still do? But uh, there's a lot to it. And I think it's more than PTSD. Yeah. Um, and I'll... That my take is that there's more to it than PTSD. Like it's it's commentary about like the game industry as a whole. Yeah. Okay, I'm interested because I have a virgin take. I finished it this morning. I did not look anything up. Oh, okay. Great. That's, that's so, good. Amazing. Um, yeah. I can, not to be jumping back and forth around, but I want to go to the first like kind of decision that you get to make where you're apparently hallucinating. It's so you're pulling up with your two battalion buddies or whatever, mm-hmm. like soldier buddies. And Adams you, and yeah, Lugo. Adams and Lugo, and you see your other. I guess 33rd soldier that's on the ground and he has a gun to his head by the 33rd's like general, I guess, or whatever. And the question is, do you shoot the guys and save him or it, cause there's civilians around. So the, the, the premise is you either take him, like you take the bad guys out and risk oh, hurting the CIA like, operative. Yeah. Operative. Right. Okay. So you either kill the bad guys and save your buddy, but risk killing civilians around there or, you uh, let it just happen in front of you, let your buddy get killed and not risk killing all the civilians. What decision did you guys make and why? Let's see a little bit of a... Uh, I killed. You killed I who? killed. Who? I didn't even realize there was a choice there. Like oh, I played this game either. twice. I didn't realize that you could have let oh, it go. I, 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 the guy was kind of like a... He was really shady and like kind of like aggressive when you first uh-huh. meet him because he's like, who are you? And we're like, who are you? And he's like, oh, I'm this guy. And we're like, okay, we're this guy. And he's like, I'm not believing you. And he just leaves. I'm like, okay, buddy. So later on, when you get like you have to make the decision, do you save him or kill him? Like my homie die, I don't care. Like there's, <laughs> there's civilians here. Like I'm not, I'm gonna let. Yeah, there are a so couple I, decision points. Yeah, I waited, and then even by waiting, they eventually notice you up there, and they start shooting at you, and everyone eventually uh, dies. Yeah. So is that the first decision you have to I make? I thought it was, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I think it is because you it, just to go over the first three parts of the game. You start, and your first thing is like, "Hey, shoot this bus to mm-hmm. make the sand come out." Oh, That's cool. You notice that like the soldiers that you're fighting are Arabic soldiers, mm-hmm. and it's I think the only time in the game when you're not shooting Americans. Um, I want to mm. make a correction. It, they speak Farsi. They speak Farsi. You're correct. They speak because uh, Ludo speaks Farsi back yeah, to them. Yeah, because yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I, I, I kind of understand like broken Arabic, and I understand a thing they're saying. <laughs> That's why I was like, ah, oh, damn it! I, I like I like when they, like, sometimes like in Call of Duty, they actually have like Arabic like verbiage in uh-huh. it, and so I'm like, oh, I know what that means. Oh, I feel like I'm in this game. Right. But this one, I was so detached. I'm like, yeah, I mean. <laughs> But I think what I'm getting at is that's the only time you hear Farsi. And they're basically saying, like, hey, aren't they saying, like, save us from the 33rd instead of, like, hey, we want to kill you? I don't know. I don't think- um, 
You like, played this twice. I didn't. I think that they were saying like, hey, save us. Don't shoot us. Mm-hmm. But then they hear you talking about like, oh, they're probably talking about the fact that they're going to kill us. Oh, so, so we, you weren't meant to understand us. Only someone who actually like knows Farsi would have heard them say like, save us, save us. But for us, we just hear a foreign language and go, oh, they're probably talking about I put, us. I had subtitles on the whole game because Was there subtitles what I do on in that? every game. But Lugo doesn't tell you what they're saying, right? No, I'm pretty sure you see the subtitles. I don't do think they say anything. I'd have to go back and check. Um, Either way, it didn't strike me as as anything of note. Yeah, yeah. So before the first choice, mechanically, because those first three levels are basically just to show you, like, hey, this is how you play, this is how you use cover, this is how you use grenades. What did you think of the game mechanically? So annoyed it's that ge- it's Gears of War. No, Gears but it's camps. not. You know why? Because in Gears of War, when you're behind cover and you want to leap over, you tap A yeah. and you go over. <laughs> but in this game, you tap A and you pop out of cover and then you get shot. Yeah, so it's it's harder. It doesn't have as smooth mechanics of Gears yeah. of War, but it's similar like cover system, first-person shooter. It's definitely not a real like game. The, the melee, you have, it's like generic first-person shooter. It's like Dark Sector. Yeah. It's like Dead to Rights <laughs> Retribution. Yeah, basic like weapon assets that they Don't put be in. Mean. It's between Kill Switch and Gears of War. Yeah, I thought... I just named every game with third-person mechanics. Yeah, I know. I felt, I felt a lot of Gears of War in it, but just harder to control Gears of War. There's just yeah. enough, enough difference in their control scheme that it, it messes with your brain because mm-hmm. you're like, I know how the gears works. Yes. This is not the gears. What is this vault with B That's malarkey? so dumb. Yeah. I hated it. You, I hated it. Yeah. And the number of times that I would me- melee or melee the like cover that I was trying to like hop over. Yeah. I was like, this is why you don't put them both on the same button. Hundo P. Yeah, it should have been A. There's so many a. buttons that you could use. Squad commands. Did you use them? I did. I used them a lot. I use squad commands to pick off people in the distance that Sometimes. I didn't want to like spend the time slowly picking off, uh, especially because Lugo is a sniper. So you know that he was getting them within five, six seconds. Um, I used them a ton when it came time to be sneaky and stealthy. Yeah, there's one. I only did it for that one. I think one mission where like I think you're saving the trucks or something. You're you in, have like, to get to the trucks. Yeah, yeah, that one I did all stealth. I don't know. The water. Yeah, where most games like completable using stealth no i no. think at a certain point you had to open up okay there are three three areas that i was pretty sure you could do the vast majority with stealth yeah so the mechanic is like you can by pressing like one of the tr- trigger bumpers you can uh-huh. like command your people to do something i usually it's to take someone out but i also the most the most of the time i use it was to heal the other guy because if someone uh, dies yeah. you'll say oh your buddy's dead so you can tell your other guy to go save him so you don't have to run across See, i was the hero of my own story i ran over and healed them myself <laughs> no not worth What's cool is that button is kind of conte- contextual. So if you have a silencer on your gun, they will take the guys out silent. Yeah, I, I, I kind yep. of figured yeah. that out later once I realized if I was silent, uh, the guy would say, take him out silent. I use the alternate weapon functions quite a bit. I use the laser sight on the P90. I use I the used grenade the launcher on the SCAR. I rarely use that. Either. I used, uh, yeah, I, I used the silencer as, as often as I could because I, I realized at some point, like, yeah. there's no damage differential between the silencer and no silencer yeah i'm not losing distance so i might as well be silenced at all times i pulled a complete 180 with like my usual like first person shooter things i hate shotguns in almost every game Mm -hmm. when you shotguns because you have so many close quarter like combat like situations in this game i felt i had one equipped almost the majority of the time i rarely swapped it yeah especially when you get the semi-automatic like halfway through the game you get the one 
The one that the heavy carries. The AA-12? No, no, no. Not the AA-12. So the AA-12, fantastic. That's the best Amazing. gun. When I, saw, yeah. when, when I saw just the ability to pick up an AA-12, I went back to a Call of Duty. I'm like, I can't believe this. This is beautiful. <laughs> AA, so AA-12 was a, was a fully automatic shotgun. culture that's taught us too much about guns. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, it, it wasn't even that. It was the just the regular. It, it's not Because you get the pump one early. That one is annoying to reload. But uh-huh. the other one, you, the second one you get is like, it's semi-automatic. So you can go tush, 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 tush. You can mm-hmm. shoot as much times as you want. And it holds a lot of like bullets, but it was beautiful for short range because you just walk in, spray and pray. Favorite and, weapons? Know, uh, I use the pistol for a lot of the games. Really? Yeah, surprisingly. Never. I uh, I would say for the first like 60% of the game, I always had a pistol on me. What? Yeah, and I used the pistol. Crazy. Well, like I, I was fulfilling my like Splinter Cell Conviction-esque <laughs> uh, fantasies where I'm like, I'm going to go through this whole game as Sam Fisher yeah. and I'm just going to like mow down everyone with like perfectly executed headshots uh-huh. because there was that little like tropey thing where like you'd get a headshot and it would slow down for a second and fill up a bar yeah and fill up oh yes fill up a bar fill up the uh the achievement bar the tracker on the, tr- the tracker yeah what did you use uh so in the first half of the game i used the ak-47 a lot the tried and true the classic um you can shoot it in burst mode you can shoot it in auto mode there's a ton of ammo laying around everywhere i found initially i was kind of annoyed with the lack of ammo yeah i think that was part of it they, i don't know where i read it like somewhere i think in the game saying like there's not that much ammo in dubai kind yeah of thing. that was their whole thing there and then i kept the what is it m14 yeah m4 m4 love yeah. that one i, I just solid it was kept solid it at weapon. almost all times i even when i had zero ammo in it i tended to keep it and just switch to my alternate weapon because I, I assume that there was some game logic of like, oh, okay, maybe they don't know how to drop or switch weapons, so I'm just going to drop yeah. more ammo for this. Would you prefer people use a specific weapon? Because for me, if I was telling someone, I'd say keep a shotgun because there's always ammo and you're right. always close quarters. Always close quarters. And I, I know I'm not a shotgun guy. I hate, like, <laughs> in most games, I'm like, no, give me something better, but it was that. And the I thought saw. the AA-12 was great. But you got that at the end, like the, the last couple. I didn't find the shotguns worth it th- like throughout. I need oh, something that likewise. can kill people at any distance. I oh. used the shotgun when I was out of ammo for other things, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to grab the shotgun. Even indoors? Even indoors, Even yeah. Indoors. No, indoors, I sw- as soon as I walked into a building, I sw- put the shotgun out, and I just like, because instead of aiming at anyone, I just pointed <laughs> in a direction, and I shot. Spray just and shoot pray. the room. Yeah, and then but the saw was pretty good, too. Annoying reload, obviously, the heavy machine gun, but it held a lot of the ammo. Saw. Held a lot of ammo. Uh, so, weapons, should we go back to the first fork, if you will, like decision that you have to sure, make? Sure, what is it? Um, you had said it's it's the CIA guy. Yeah. Um, Gould. Gould, yes. Who, like, I didn't, like, second time through the game, like, I didn't, didn't really fully grasp what Gould was or who he was. He was one of the few CIA operatives still around. And so there was, in, in terms of what I understood in the story, uh, the two factions that were fighting were the 33rd, uh, which is the army battalion that was in there that tried to initially escape and convoy people out before they met their fate, died and recouped inside Dubai. And the other faction was the CIA who will you come to find out was intending everyone to die within Dubai. So that way news of what happened inside does not leak out and the world does not blame the United States for the disaster that happened there. It was the sandstorm, right? It was, it was a calculated, uh, calculated decision. And see, I didn't, I didn't even get that. 
No, yeah. I didn't get to that point. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, to be honest, I still like vaguely understand the story. I understand like okay. the, I understand the twist in the end, like how the guy like just his character and his story. But I don't understand the big picture, why they were there, where they were going, what's the purpose of can, being in Dubai. Okay. Can we talk about the story for a bit? Sure. Go sure. Ahead. Yeah. Okay. It'll help me. <laughs> which which part of it? Okay. Because I, I I think I spent most of my time thinking about the meta commentary of right. the game rather than like what is actually going on in the game. Because I don't think it's that important. Okay. So first question I'm going to ask. Have you guys read Joseph Conrad's Heart of Darkness? I have not. Okay. Mo? Nope. Have you guys seen Francis Ford Coppola's Apocalypse Now? You're literally citing the two things this game like pulls from. Yeah. But no, I have not. Mo? Nope. Okay. So I was kind of bored in this game from a story perspective. Because this game is a retelling of more apocalypse now than heart of darkness um which is the heart of darkness is a story of a dutch trader who goes down into the congo winds his way down down the rivers uh to retrieve a company man kurtz um who you come to come to find out has raised himself to a level of the god level of a god by convincing the primitive africans the savages as he calls them um that he's a magical god yeah um, and when Marlo, your character goes to bring him back, uh, he says, absolutely no way. Uh, go tell my fiance, you know, these are my last words. Um, and his last words are the horror, the horror, uh, and you, and quite, you know, quite on point apocalypse now has the exact same words that, uh, that Marlon Brando, uh, says throughout. And then in Heart of Darkness, your the narrator goes back and talks to the fiance and lies to her and makes a moral decision to tell her that, you know, his dying words was, was that he loved her. And so typically this type of story is about a man winding his way down to a foreign land, dealing with the savages, the, the people who are there, and then uh, having some type of revelation before they go back home. In Apocalypse Now, the same typical type of story is told in Vietnam, where you are an American soldier who's sent in to go and find what's happened to the commander of this base. His name is Kurtz. Uh, And you get there, and it's Marlon Brando. And he says a bunch of stuff, and the exact same thing has happened. He's been raised to a god. Uh, So the second this game started... And we get into this world where within the first hour, one of the commanders says about your group, oh, they know not what they do. Um, It really struck me as, oh, okay, we're in this, we're on this journey to go find this decorated military leader who's in this foreign land, who uh, clearly people are treating like the supreme leader of this area. This is heart of darkness. This is apocalypse now. And my brain kind of shut off a bit because I've, I've read that book. I've watched that movie. I know what this story is. And then the game gives you a slight little twist. And the twist is that unlike in those, in those other mediums, whether it's a book or a movie, this is playing more psychological games with you. And that's when I came back to it. And for me, the first sign that there was like psychologically something happening was when, uh, you go and uh, you bomb people with the with the phosphorus. Oh, phosphorus. white phosphorus, yeah. Which was 
I, absolutely you, intense. Did it catch you by surprise that there were civilians or no? Not at all. Because as soon as I like when you're aiming and you see like a giant like crowd of people, I'm like, is this like an? So when you're you can see the 3D people that are like you're kind of mortaring in this one little mission where you, it's like take these guys out. We have to cross them, and when you find a convenient mortar right next to you that's fully like loaded and ready to go, and you use like a infrared camera to like see a Call targets. of Duty esque, mm-hmm. yeah, like, like AC-130 attack AC-130. mission, which. Also, let me point out how good it was that you see always your reflection, reflection. in the screen of the of the Didn't computer that you're yeah. using, especially when you've completed bombing the crap out of everyone with this white phosphorus. You then the screen goes black and you just see your reflection for a second before it goes to the next uh, yeah. segment. I was like, that is so sharp. Yeah. That is so well done. When I saw, when I saw like you can see like a crowd of people in that infrared like all bundled together and they're like take that out like that's the bridge if take out the bridge I'm like um all right that's the mission objective <laughs> but like I, I kind of like had that sense yeah. and then you walk up there and there's things I'm like oh okay this is kind of expected so just before that the reason it didn't surprise me was just before that you're essentially cleaning out a mall um, and there's you come to find out that in this mall there were all these people who are camped out here and they're running away. And the thing that was clear to me was, okay, the 33rd was in this mall. You walked into them in this mall. And now that you're here, this camp of people, they're all running and leaving and going somewhere else. So they're clearly running from you. They're not running from the 33rd because they were both here already. Yeah. So for me, it was like, okay, you're clearly the bad guy here. You're clearly doing something wrong and you don't realize it. And it was at that point that I had a quick check and I was like, okay, what was, what was the start of this game? What was the premise of this game? You are a Delta ops group who's going there to do recon work and to report back. And suddenly as the commander of your squad, the hero that you are, rah, rah America, you decided I'm not going to go and follow these orders. I'm going to be the hero of this story you know where i think that that whole shift for me happened was that whole shift for me happened exactly as you're saying that rah rah america like i'm gonna be the hero of this story i'm gonna save everyone is in that first encounter because in your first encounter in the game Mm -hmm. with the bus and the sand when you shoot out the window um after the encounter um during the encounter they're talking about it in very military language it's like take out the bogey or like watch my flank like take out the target and uh after the battle is done there's a cutscene, and walker you can tell is a little bit shook up like and it it, that battle took a lot out of him Mm -hmm. that changes a lot as the game goes on because you aren't using military language you're using tons of different language to describe what's going on and none of it's military Mm uh but to me that's the first the first time on my second playthrough when i noticed Oh, <laughs> this guy, he's not, he's a little shook up after this first encounter. And let me tell you, that was the only time in the game that uh-huh. he was shook up from killing anybody. That was a great observation because there are, I, that was one of the things that I appreciated the most about this game, how visually your character gets dirtier and dirtier and more scarred up and more bloody as the game progresses, it's sort of reflecting like his an internal, internal state. Uh, and then the other thing is how he deals with commands. Like early, just like you said, he's very proper. And then after that, it slowly devolves. And by the end of the game, he's just saying like, oh, I, I effing did it. Yeah. Like, I Every other him. word is the yeah. F word. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, I think that is like a great observation. It was definitely one of the things that stood out to me as like one of the best things about this and game. And did you notice that half of his face was black yeah. and the other half maybe not as black? So I thought of like Batman symbolism, two face, uh, like that's what I got at too. I noticed that. I couldn't tell whether that was a uh like a limitation of the console generation because this is a game that I'm that I'm playing on my Xbox three sixty. Um, and while, you know, it was hard for me to really go back and put it into context of what those games looked like at that time. So I wasn't sure if it was a restriction of like the art style and the technology or whether that was specifically intentional. I that didn't way. even notice the whole, what did you play it on? Uh, steam on steam PC. Yeah. Cool. How did it look on PC? Looks pretty good, but it was like, a, it wasn't like revolutionary, like graphic cause it was just like a good first person shooter that didn't offend me mm-hmm. visually. Yeah. Me. I think. A lot of this game is average. As, <laughs> okay. as awful as it sounds to say, yeah. like the gameplay, like the actual mechanics of the shooting, like it's I a, would even say they're like above average. There are way worse shooters than this. It's a, it's a first person shooter with cover third, technology. Third. A third person shooter with cover technology, like mm-hmm. hiding behind an object. That's pretty much it. If you're thinking of a third person shooter, this is it. I couldn't agree more. When I started playing this game for maybe the first half hour, I was like, oh, man. I remember how painfully generic third-person Unreal Engine shooters were. And this is, I was honestly a little like annoyed that I was going to have to play another like six, seven hours of it. Yeah. And then, you know, things get better. Yeah. It things, gets better. Yeah, it does get better. Not not for the main character or his <laughs> followers, but uh, nonetheless, it gets better. Um, we talked about the white phosphorus, the 47 people that you kill. Um, is it Lugo or is it... Um, Lugo has the initial it, upset at yeah. you killing him. So what happens with Lugo at Adams and Walker when that happens? Lugo says when the decision is being made whether to use the white phosphorus or not, he's like, we don't have to make this. We don't have to do this. And he's like, we... And Walker says, we have no choice. And Lugo says, there's always a choice. And then when you go in and you find all the murdered civilians who are burnt to a crisp, Lugo loses it. And he says, like, you made us do this. You're the reason these people are dead. They're dead. There's no reason for this to have happened. The blood is on your hands. And Adams tries to calm him down. But you can tell that Adams agrees. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're both, like, equally, like, what the... Like, what yeah. the F did you just do? And they both frequently throughout the game ask, like, why are we doing this? This is not our mission. What, like, what is our mission now that you've mm-hmm. completely commandeered it? Yeah. And I feel like he's just like walkers in the corner, just like in the fetal position, just like Conrad, Conrad, <laughs> who is Conrad? Conrad is the leading general so, of the 33rd. I think Conrad is an obvious reference to Joseph Conrad, the guy who wrote Heart of Darkness. Yeah. In the game, Conrad is the commander of the 33rd division okay we, ne- uh, we never see him at all right because he's like obviously for the ending he's like dead we, you, you see you see his psychic representation yeah because walker and conrad serve together because there's a story that walker and i think that's part of walker's fixation uh-huh. is that like this man saved my life one time so like i want to find him to say like what's up why are you doing this like yeah. Yeah. that's the whole thing where he, i'm like he definitely pipes him up really early he says he dragged me a mile and i was just a bleeding stump he's a good man yeah yeah there's no way he's doing all of this so let's find him and then also early on there's a discussion between conrad and uh 
and your character where he says like why am i a good man because i saved you because i yeah i saved a lot of people i've also killed a lot of people whoa sorry i just something came up that we'll talk about later but i just made a connection there okay. too and that i thought was just a great moment because it's like yeah just be- just because you save someone like someone's life doesn't mean you're a good person you're also committing a lot of horrible horrible acts um so yeah sorry i just derailed that no, just it's something pr- what clicked should I skip ahead a little bit? Go ahead. So it just clicked to me that throughout this whole thing, like uh, your radio doesn't have battery in it, right? Right. You're carrying around a dead radio yeah. and like pretending to talk to it and your your guys that are with you are just like, what is this guy doing? Oh, talking? I didn't even notice that. <laughs> yeah. So in like the final thing, there's a, he shows the, the walkie talkie and the back of the walkie talkie where there'd be like a nine volt battery. There's no battery. And he's been carrying around this thing, talking to Conrad the whole time, but really he's just talking to himself. Oh, and he's the only cool. one that can hear it. Mm-hmm. It's helpful to to sit back and think that like every conversation with Conrad doesn't actually happen. And no one else can hear it. Yeah. That's the part that I just realized is that it's in your head. No one else can hear what's happening. <laughs> so they're just like, what, why are we yeah. following you? But they just blindly continue to follow because of ch- chain of command. Yeah. Yeah. I thought so. I just want to pick up a little bit the I Thank thought you. The, the the way this game was directed uh, from like a visual standpoint was phenomenal. It was very cinematic. Mo, you have to have fallen in love with the one section where you enter hell and cool. there's flames all over. And uh, I think Burj Khalifa, the tallest building in Dubai is the thing that's separating the flames and all the people in hell coming at you and it looks just like the Eye of Sauron. That's 100% what I thought of. It's like Baradur. What's Baradur? That's the Eye of Sauron's building. The tower, so it's called. Oh, okay. Or it could be referenced to Orthanc. That's that's Isengard's tower. That's where... (laughs) Yeah, we can get into this. Yeah, no, to be honest, it's funny. When I saw that, I'm like, yo, shout out to Saruman, cuz. And then, like, after I watched the video, they're like, oh, that's the Burj Khalifa. I'm like... Nah, I don't know. <laughs> it's Saruman. That's Mordor. Yeah. <laughs> I just I just thought of Dante's Inferno. Okay. Like as, as a con, not as the, the game made by Visceral Games, mm-hmm. R.I.P. Visceral Games, uh, like the the novel. Yeah. Novel. Yeah. It's novel. it's a poem. Yeah. Yes, novel. Poem. Work. I thought that Literature. came from like complete like left field like that. Those like cinematics. I didn't understand like they were so not like what you were doing in the game. I was like, what is this like trying to mm-hmm. say? And then I think afterwards I read, it's like, Oh, like he's visiting like hell where he is kind of thing. That was mm-hmm. the whole like reference. But I'm like, that's like, it, it went from like a super serious realistic game to like, what? like, okay, this is like too much of a joke and like mystery or not. Sorry. Like fantasy type. Right. The hallucinations you mean. Yeah. Like yeah. they're just burning. Everything's on fire, but it's not like a, like a regular place on fire. This is like everywhere you see is red. Mm-hmm. It's not even fire; it's just red, and well, there's hell. fire everywhere. Yeah, so it's like it's it's like a cartoon hell. Like if you watch like South Park when they go to hell, it's like that type of like color palette. I guess. I guess I thought it was visually it was like, cool. I fantastic. I love the aquarium. The aquarium the looked great. Uh, yeah, a lot of that. There were a lot of good visual elements that broke up the desert, the brown everywhere. A lot of contrast. It's like, hey, there's this desert, but then hey, you're gonna go in this beautiful, uh-huh. like tall build, the tallest building in Dubai, which I think you said was Burj Khalifa. The Burj Khalifa, which is the last place you go into That's in the game. The tower, yeah. That's the tower it's where you find Conrad. Things, uh, the mall, the aquarium. A lot. The the blue was really nice to break up all the sand. Yeah. I was really hoping there was gonna be a mission where like you shoot out like a aquarium and like just, like 
the water, water goes comes everywhere. in and just takes out the whole army that you're fighting. That would have been so cool. But, yeah. Nah, dog, you got sand. You don't need water. <laughs> yeah, they, you do use sand a lot. There's a lot of, yeah, so there's a lot of times where you shoot out like windows and there's like sand built up to it. Shout out to that strength of the, the glass that's holding up all that <laughs> sand. And as soon as you take it out, like you'll bring down all the sand and now you have a ramp to like go to the new next location uh-huh. kind of thing. You know, all I could think of when you're shooting out the glass is Uncharted 2 where you shoot it. out. So there's a scene where you're in a, I think a cruise ship. And I think the cruise ship flips upside down, and you're shooting the glass to shoot the water. But we're going to segue by saying Nolan North. Nolan North. Come Nolan on. North. So Nolan North plays um, Captain Walker. Oh. He's And he, in that era, was basically the Troy Baker of the mid-aughts to early tens. He's the everyman. He was in every rascal, single game. The scamp. He's player one. The puckish rogue. Yes, he's player one. He and is he player is one. Every hero from like 2005 to 2012 was probably Nolan North. Mm-hmm. He he played like five he major characters. The Prince every of Persia. Year. He played. I'm like, there's so Nathan, many roles Nathan I can't Drake, even think. Of. <laughs> yeah. I think he he does cartoons. He's been he on the Pretty Little pretty Liars sure. too. He's been on Pretty yeah. Little Liars. Yep. He's he's been everywhere. He's got an acting career. He he does. Um. Yeah, I thought the voice acting was really well done in this mm-hmm. game being Nolan North it kind of pulled me out of it a bit because I don't think his voice was that different than a lot of the other characters that I've seen him do or heard him do here's my my question do you think that was intentional to have him like because he can act the man can do voices he was the penguin in the Batman games and I didn't even know it was him because I'm like oh my god that's Nolan North because he was he was doing the penguin voice but like I know what you're going for he's like the everyman he's the Nathan Drake but like he's a Nathan Drake that's descending into madness what you're saying is that they intentionally made it a generic shooter so that way the contrast of the point that he was making would stand out bingo I don't in all respects yeah I don't I I totally see that I don't know if that was intentional. I think it was Nolan North is a safe pick, and we market this game like a traditional average shooter, uh, so that way we sell it. Clearly, I don't think it worked because people did, were. Did they market the it a lot? That's what I'm they did. How would you market this game? Uh, I, I think you market it in the same way that Bioshock was marketed, or even Call of Duty. I don't know. You talk about the things that are at play. Um, but you also highlight the insane gameplay mechanics and shooting of it. I thought there were a bunch of really good gameplay sequences that broke up the traditional running gun to cover and shoot. I thought it was a ton of fun to be on the back of a truck shooting, you know, grenades all over the place. I thought it was a ton of fun being in the plane or sorry, in the helicopter shooting down other helicopters. Um, There were all kinds of little sequences that I thought were great. Uh, and it's not as freeform as Bioshock is. Mm-hmm. It's far more linear. But I think, you know, it's it wouldn't have been the toughest era, I think, to market a linear shooter. There were a lot of other comparisons that you mm-hmm. could draw to. Yeah, I just think that, like, when you, I know they're not the same game. I know, like, first person versus third person. Mm-hmm. But if you market this game like you would market Call of Duty, mm-hmm. like, a game like Call of Duty plays better, looks better... We'll have this game has a multiplayer component. Mm-hmm. Did you know that there was a multiplayer no, component? I saw it in the menus. I didn't touch it. I didn't touch it for either. obvious reasons. Well, there's probably nobody playing yeah. it, right? But like, we if, probably would have queued up against you guys. If, <laughs> just us. If you market it that way, like, what is the differentiation? Why wouldn't I just go and play the the latest Call of Duty? Right, which is why I think you need to say that this is a modern adaptation of Heart of Darkness. But then, like, you know the twist, no. and there's no like payoff. No, no. Be, the the last 
the last 15, 20, 10% of this game, that last little chunk, is a lot of the psychological twists that I think make it... It's not Heart of Darkness. It's not Apocalypse Now. It is a video game's take on it. And I think it plays to the strength of the medium. You, I don't think you'd be able to do the story of Spec Ops The Line in film or in uh, in literature as well as you can do it in video games because it leans into the different ways that you can play into how someone sees something, how the first time you play this, it's this way and then you die and you come back and it's a different way. Was this during, does this come out during like the whole like first person shooter, like kind of like die, not die down, but like peak slash die. It down? Was, it was on Where, the peak and decline. So no, no one, yeah, everyone, no one's really looking for something besides either the next first person shooter or maybe, something else like i know i looked it up really quickly some of the games that came out with it like around the same time were like assassin's creed 3 uh batman arkham city another like i guess third person view mm-hmm. type like game that nolan north is also in uh, <laughs> yeah darksiders 2 um i don't want to poo-poo the marketing too much because yeah. it seems like they made some Aspect smart 3. decisions like they tied a game that was clearly uh something very new doing something very audacious that hadn't been done in the medium before to a franchise that existed already to try and build some credibility some you know as, some sales already is there another spec ops game there were a lot of there spec were eight ops of games. them before this what but they were like ghost recon and rainbow six like mm-hmm. they were strictly military shooters yeah this is a reboot to this there's eight six to eight. that came out between like 97 and 2000 yeah, like in six years eight games came out or probably even less than that probably five years was there a ghost recon like spec ops like uh on like psp or something Something like that? No, I think they're separate. I okay, think they're I know, separate. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, not, not together at all, but just the naming. Because when you first mentioned Spec Ops, I'm like, oh, we're going to play Ghost Recon on PSP. I play, put a lot of hours in that. Mm-hmm. But no, it's completely different. Um, just to get back to where we were in the story, we've already talked about um, kind of some of the major forks. We talked at the beginning about the hanging men, how you could pick between uh, the soldier. You cho- Okay, you chose to walk away. I chose to kill the guys who were, had the snipers. Did you know you could do that? Um, Soldier knew, and civilian. So I have like this is what happened with me. I uh, as soon as I got to that point, it was like a tough decision. You shoot either the thief or you shoot the guy, the who, guy who stole water, so that way he could survive. Yeah, or <laughs> the guy that sh- killed the th- like the guy's family because the he stole the water. Of bringing him in. Yeah, so like they're both criminals. They both did something bad. Who do you like? Kind of kill. Um, that one I was like, okay, this is kind of like a tough decision. Yeah, and it was I looked up like what each decision does. Oh. And this is even worse than the oh that you're saying because like when I read that that's when I I was just reading through it and like the next line after like they explained the decision is like so it doesn't matter what you have to pick because the guy's hallucinating the whole time I'm like oh no no, no. internet okay guys honestly you need to promise me going forward you're not gonna look up I'm mean, that literally scarred me because I'm like this sucks because I have it in my head that like he's like hallucinating the whole thing because it was literally the next line after that decision. Damn. So yeah, I, I ended up. So you knew what was happening the whole time. At that point, I knew that he was going through, it and I was kind of upset. I'm like, man, I might have just ruined the game. But at the same time, it was. I still didn't get it. So. You ruined the surprise. <laughs> yeah, I ruined the surprise. But yeah. uh, I ended up shooting the like the actual bad guy because I was like, you know what, I'm gonna make a decision that I would make. I'm gonna shoot the idiot guy that killed someone's family. Um, and, yeah, I did the same. And then you find out later on that they're both actually dead corpses, and you're hallucinating that it's a thief Crazy. and it's an actual thing. So it doesn't matter what you shoot; they're both. And dead I think corpses. the snipers of the thirty third just use them to draw you out. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, because those you think those snipers are being commanded by Conrad, but no, they're just like watching that area, waiting for you to try and kill you. 
because you're a bad, bad man. Yeah. And you need to die. But you have mega weapons and you take yep. everything else. So after that, I, I can't really tell you point for point what happens after that. But One second. I- Michael just mentioned something under his breath. Believability. When you're, you fall off and you're falling off of buildings and banging everywhere and you survive. <laughs> you're sliding down a skyscraper. <laughs> yeah, like literally off a skyscraper and you're falling, hitting things like metal beams. You're bouncing off yeah. of them. Like, oh, I just caught a metal beam. Yeah. And then you <laughs> and end I'm up okay. falling another like 30 stories and you survive. At that point, I'm like, all right, this is not. Like See, a serious game right for now. me it was there are 1500 military men who are trapped in the desert and no one knows what's going on there they're not able to communicate out like what what, what? there's satellites there are all kinds of stuff that that to but the think sand, that a military the oh the sandstorm oh boy a lot of silicon <laughs> all the silicon in the sky like i don't i don't want to poo poo it too much because you need like some amount of narrative uh structure so that way it isn't obvious like you know, why aren't they communicating yep. out? Sure. I'll believe that the sandstorm's blocking all communications. Mm-hmm. But also to think that the U.S. government would allow 1,500 of their men to be trapped in this area without getting daily communication from them uh, seems a little bit far-fetched. But the, but the sandstorm. But the sandstorm. Fair. <laughs> fair. But the sandstorm. Um, should we kind of move to, like, what happens near the end of the game? Like, when the hallucinations really start happening? Sure. I want to do more decisions, though. Okay. I think there's only one more. Was there uh, only one more? To me, there was the decision of, like, when you're in... Oh. After Lugo dies. No. When Lugo gets hung, you yeah, have a decision. Yeah, the, right. the, the civilians. Yeah, there's a civilian, which reminded me of the... Call of Duty what is 4. It? No, no Russians? No, no Russians. In no the Russians. Of, yeah, is that Call of Duty 4? I think so. Yeah. Where you're in, the, you, yeah, so you essentially your buddy Lugo is caught by these civilians and he's hung and like you end up like just getting to him just in time to kind of tie him down, but he, and you're giving him like CPR and your other buddy Adams is like keeping the civilians away and they're all screaming and yelling at you and you're, you're just like, stay back while you're resuscitating him. And the whole time you're like, oh, you better hope he lives. You better hope he lives. And then you find out Lugo dies and then you get the decision, I guess, to like, run through them or mow them down i guess it wasn't the option first time i played the game i didn't realize that was a choice i didn't i didn't either i stopped but i'm like this game like uh, the decisions like really didn't matter at this point so i'm like like let me just get through this let me just uh-huh. so i just i shot down the civilian <laughs> most mowing people down can yeah. i ask a question mowing did, did you guys down. oh look what you did <laughs> i'm look sorry what you did. <laughs> i get it puns about death god puns about mo's name no so getting back to the uneasiness i feel right now about this name joke did you feel uneasy getting to the end of this game like as you went further and further into darkness did you feel uneasy at all or Um, did you just like zone in and just finish the game i when it got to that point when it's like here's your decision which wasn't none of them really felt like decisions to me it was just like Mm -hmm. you have to it's a linear path pick one and it won't affect you it didn't really affect besides like the next script that was said after the initial interaction so when i got to that i was kind of like emotion dead i was like okay this is just yeah this is the task i have to do right now let me go through it to find out where the story is going to go because i don't have another option so that's why i didn't think there was an option there so I didn't really care about the decision when I got to that point. I you mean like someone who would have PTSD? Yeah. Boom. <laughs> game of the year. I had game PTSD. Like <laughs> traumatized by like not giving giving an option, but it's not really. It didn't feel like an option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I played it on my extra life stream, which was last weekend, twenty four hours. I was by myself from like four a.m. till the end. So I played this game, the end of it, from four a.m. to seven a.m. 
So for the first hour and a bit of that, I was like, I was exhausted and I got into a zone and I feel like that zone of just like, I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm just, I'm moving forward. I'm, I'm getting to Conrad. Like everything else became tunnel vision. And I was like, I'm just here to get Conrad. Mm-hmm. Like that is the only thing that matters. Lugo's dead. Uh, whatever. Who cares? Mm-hmm. I just need to get Conrad. And I feel like that design piece may have been intentional of like, hey, this is generic. You're not maybe exactly sure why. Who's this Riggs? Why is why do I care about this water? Why why am I cutting off the water supply to people here? Like that to me was very mm-hmm. deliberate. Mm-hmm. I was lost a lot of the times. I, when I, the water thing was just another objective in my head, but I don't think it was, I I don't want to say it was the story because once again I feel like I was detached a little bit from the story. It was just like what is the current objective on the top left of the screen? What do I have to get to or do? Because you've also ruined the story for you. Yeah, but like, I, 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 no, yeah, but I don't think it really like. Yeah, it sucked because I knew like what the actual like premise was, but that didn't affect the story to me. Because like, yeah, you're hallucinating, but I didn't know what he was hallucinating, what right. he wasn't. I was kind of following it at face value. Yeah. yeah, and then later on, you find out this is what he was hallucinating. This is what it was, and it's like okay, it was less of a twist, but it still was a twist because I didn't know what was hallucinations mm-hmm. and what wasn't. Yeah. So before Lugo's dead, there's the water choice, right? Or is that after Lugo's was dead? Was that a choice? I didn't think that was a choice. There was a choice with Riggs. So after you steal the water, the water trucks like flip mm-hmm. and Riggs gets pinned underneath ah, the truck. Oh, and shoot him. Yeah, either shoot him or let him burn to death and show the man who tried to take everyone's water no mercy and right. let him have a slow and painful know, pop, death. Pop. I, I gave him a quick little so shot. every single person that I found crawling uh, yeah. or harmed, I would use the bullet and I would end them. Yeah. Um, really because i i feel like if you're in that situation and these like you try and minimize suffering when you can yeah i took them out i i I was frustrated (gasps) with my character throughout the game because i didn't want him to do any of this i wanted him to follow his mission which was to go see what was happening and report back but because i was forced to go through this game playing as this character with without having the option to pull back and to not do any of this I was trying to minimize damage in whatever way I could. I knew that I couldn't avoid the white phosphorus incident. I knew there was no other choice. I tried. I looked. So whatever. I didn't feel bad about it. But You didn't feel bad about killing 47 people. I personally did not feel bad about it. My character should feel bad for it. But there was real disconnect between what I wanted to do and what my character felt his options were. And... I mean, I got to give kudos to the game because they have those moments in the loading screens where they break the fourth wall and where they have characters say things to each other that are perfectly fine in the context, but are really speaking to you as the as the player that essentially say things like, you know, if you don't have a choice, is it really a choice? Um, If -hmm. you don't have a choice, is it really like unethical is it really bad yeah there was one about killing where like killing for country is blah 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 but the end is basically like what's the last thing about killing for sport or killing for fun and that is but anyway there's like you are still a good person do you feel like a hero yet how many americans have you killed today ludo's lucky because he gets to go home yeah like just very like you said fourth wall breaking stuff did you uh I don't know if this was part of the game, but I kind of noticed it when you, whenever you took like a bad guy down, if they had like a little bit of health, they start doing the crawling thing and mm-hmm. eventually die. If you do the melee like finisher move on them, you get like bonus ammo. I'm almost like a hundred percent. Yeah. You're so right. right. So like I, at the, when I noticed that halfway through, as soon as I saw anyone crawling, I'm like, ah, oh, free ammo box. Blah, blah. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> like when you walk over them after they're dead, there's hardly any like ammo that you find yeah. throughout the game, like ammo boxes. But they like load you up. So I reload and then I go up to them and I. Uh-huh. Yeah, because they don't let go of their gun until they're dead, and I think that's one of the one of the first loading yeah. screens, which is like, oh, these are just tool tips. Well, well, they ain't tool tips. The thing yeah. is, it, like, when you wait till they die, they drop their weapon. But like, if you finish them, you'll get weapon for two, three things. Like, yeah, it's, it well, really things, helps. Obviously. It really helps. Yeah. that added ammo. And then the load screen with the killing is to kill you for yourself is murder. To kill for your government is heroic. To kill for entertainment is harmless. Mm-hmm. So think of that last comment in the context of, of video this is a video game. We are breaking the fourth wall by saying like, "Yo, shooters. Yep. What about them?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think the the game says a lot of uh, a lot of very poignant and well thought out. It, it makes a lot of well thought out points. Um, this is honestly the best interpretation or translation of Heart of Darkness or Apocalypse Now into video games that I could have ever expected, that I could have hoped for. I think usually video games do a bad job at translating other works um, and treating them seriously. And this game does a phenomenal job of it. But it also, like, is mostly a retelling of that stuff. Yeah. It was all right. It was all right. I, I think if it didn't have the shooting point, like, aspect, I may not have cared about the story <laughs> at all. Like, it just... I think obviously that's a huge part of the game is the shooting and the killing and like war generals and stuff. There was so much of the game that I, I, like while I got to be okay with the shooting and the mechanics of it, I just, I was like, I don't want to be shooting more people. I just want to get to the next state of the story. I want to see what his next hallucination was. And I'm the opposite. That kept me in the game. Like the ability to like be able to advance and have a task to do while I'm figuring out the story. That keeps me like, I don't know, engaged, I guess. It's probably like good design because, you know, to make a game this big with a budget that I assume it had, you need to appeal to like the type of gamer that you are or you like to roll through and shoot a lot of things and you need to appeal to the type of gamer that I am. I need continuous activities. Yeah, I need continuous activities and you can add a story in there and it'll be fantastic. But if I don't have continuous activities, I'm going to not want to get to the end of your awesome story. Yeah. Should, okay, gone home. should we should we go to the end of this game and just talk about the final sequence of it sure i think there's we've kind of covered almost everything yeah, else I right? Think so. yeah yeah so the final sequence um you fight your way all the way up to the burj khalifa um and you're given coordinates by the radio man uh who is like a not not a very subtle reference to apocalypse now who there's a photojournalist who looks exactly the same acted, uh, who's played by Dennis Hopper. Um, and so you go up to this tower and you try to, he's like, here's Kurtz and Kurtz is painting a big landscape portrait. No, 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 no. You're, you're, no, you're not I missing it. You're just the, um, sorry, the Conrad, uh, sorry. Yeah. Conrad, but there's a part in there. Sorry. I slipped uh, Lugo, <laughs> Uh, just before you get in there, mm-hmm. um, there's a part where, again, you're going to hallucinate because you see somebody coming out the door uh. that's Lugo, that you think is Lugo, mm-hmm. but you're hallucinating, and it's actually just a, a generic army man. Right. And if it's you, a heavy. If it's a heavy. And if oh, you yeah. die and go back, you it's not Lugo yeah, again. Yeah, totally. But that's also not the first hallucination with your teammates. When you're doing the zip line in a little bit earlier in the game, you kick a guy at the end of the zip line, 
and it's Adams. And Adams is looking up at you and he's saying like, what are you doing? Yeah. You're making the, you're making a mistake. And if you let it go in the slow-mo time, he pulls a shotgun and he kills you. Oh, I shot he him. Does. He does. Yeah. So, because it's obviously not him, yeah. right? Uh, it's Did you shoot someone him? from the 33rd. So the first time I died because I'm like, I don't, I'm not going to shoot Adams. And then when I played it again, uh, the hallucination happened again, but I ended up killing him. Yeah, I yeah. Shot, shot him right away because I saw you, him go for a gun. Yeah, and you brutally beat him to death. And it's, You're right. And you come to think, come to see that it's just like, oh, this is just a generic army dude. And your guys, Lugo and Adams, come up behind you. And they're like, why did you just beat that man like senselessly mm-hmm. to death? Mm-hmm. And doesn't he just be like, I don't know, got into trouble? They end up uh, giving you an excuse. They're like, no, we get it. Like, stuff happens like you know they catch you by surprise and Mm -hmm. it it happens so sorry now we can go back to the end of the game yeah so you're you go up the tower and you're told you know uh conrad's in here and you get up there uh and top of this really nice suite and conrad's talking to you as you're walking up to him Mm -hmm. right before that you walk up and there's a hallway of 33rd men quote unquote 33rd uh-huh. men the that generals are just like, or commanders or something go up he is waiting to see you yeah they're waiting like in like almost like in line next to each other and you're walking in between them to the elevator and they're like yeah he's waiting to see you but it yeah. seemed like it'd be almost at that point it started feeling like almost like a dream because everything became dark and it's like a random elevator you just pulled up as if mm-hmm. like there's nothing around you unaffected by the sand that mm-hmm. destroyed everything's everything. clean and when yeah. they said he is waiting i took that as like a very biblical like a very like capital h he like huh. you're gonna go up and right. he is waiting to see interesting you. yeah that's the way i yeah, interpreted so, that. You, so you go up there and then you see well conrad's like telling you hey come this way come i got lost for a second <laughs> i went the wrong way because it's like you a giant suite. Yeah, there's a giant suite and there's different like like uh, stairs you can go up. And I went up the wrong one. And he's like, when you have time, just come on over here kind of thing. Because <laughs> you can go in the bathroom and look at yourself in the mirror. You can get I the didn't. piece of intel from Conrad that I believe is his last like order. Yep. I think it's called Conrad's final order. So mm-hmm. if you oh. see that, you're like, uh, what? what? Mm-hmm. And it's basically him just being like with his men. Yeah. Just being like, hey, it was great. 33rd, we off more than we could chew mm-hmm. i think that's what it was but you walk up to conrad who's painting this he's giant painting this painting. big landscape painting what's it of and it is of a what looks to be a huddled local and the world is burning around her and there are dead i would maybe assume zombies that are you know kind of clinging on to the buildings and the walls and the fences mm-hmm. and they all look like they're dead and it it looks brutal. And Isn't it the white phosphorus woman and her child? That would that would be the that would be a good callback. Yeah, then, it actually was. Oh, was I think it? it was. Okay. One of them was like so. And when you just once again backtrack to the white phosphorus, when you destroy the, like the group, there's this one like skeleton of this woman holding a baby that's burned alive, and you just like the camera focuses on her, and then at the end in that portrait, one of the centerpieces is that same thing, and you kind of have like that memory of like holy crap, that's the same woman that died in mm-hmm. that phosphorus. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Conrad walks behind the painting and kind of disappears, and you don't know where he went. And then you walk to the end of the the end of the pool area, the outside that the portrait was facing out to, and you find him in the chair, and he's dead. Been dead for a while. He kill- and he killed himself too, right? With a gun in his hand. Yeah, he's and like a skeleton in a wheelchair. Then the Conrad that you know that you feel you've been engaging with this whole time walks from behind you and starts unloading starts explaining everything to you 
and telling you like, hey, all those decisions you made, you see quick flashbacks of like all those choices that weren't really choices, like all the people you thought were someone weren't really that person. And he's telling you, hey, you've like hallucinated all. And then he gives you the decision, like, do you want to kill me or who do you really want to kill? And you get to choose either point the gun at him or point the gun at yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The truth is... He counts to five. You're here because you wanted to feel like something you're not a hero Mm -hmm. which like the craziest part to me and i don't know if you guys noticed this but halfway through the last cutscene, in the mirror conrad disappears and you start talking in conrad's voice like your your lips lips start moving i saw the lips wow and i was like oh yeah oh my god yeah that's crazy. That's, yeah. that, at that point, that. that's when I got, okay, this guy's like talking to himself. At that point, when I saw the lips <laughs> moving. I got chills when I saw that. Because right. I didn't, when I saw that chair of the guy dead and it said Conrad, I'm like, th- th- I'm not kidding. It's going to sound funny. I'm like, who the heck is Conrad? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, because I didn't know. Like, then I re- should have given you more of a warning to pay attention to the story. Yeah, literally. It was back. So like, who, who is Conrad? Why? Because I remember I heard throughout the game. I'm like, why is he keep saying Conrad? Kind of like, what's the big deal with this guy? Is this his friend? Like, and then after watching the video afterwards, I'm like, ah, okay, all makes sense, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That he's a manifestation of, of your own, and mind. he's actually dead the whole time. Yeah, and yeah, were, and yeah. so he counts to five, and you decide what you're going to do. Are you going to shoot him? Are you going to shoot yourself? Uh, what did you guys do? There's multiple endings, right? Yeah, I I didn't shoot anyone, and then he eventually shoots me. Same here. I didn't shoot anyone. Uh, this time I didn't shoot anybody. Any no, shoes? no, I'm sorry. This time I shot. Okay. The first time I, I think I shot both times actually. Who'd but I've shoot? watched all the ending. Bang, I, bang. Shoot, shoot yourself. You shoot yourself. You're or you shooting. Shot? You're shooting the manifestation of Conrad. So, so you shoot not, Conrad, quote unquote. So, wait, you can. Shoot, you can shoot your reflection in the mirror. Yeah, which shoots your. Oh, uh, I thought that if you let it go. Like, if you didn't do anything, then Conrad kills you, which is really just, like, you're killing mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah, yeah. At, at split second, when you when he does kill you, th- like, the, I, I watched the video of, like, the ending, too. The camera shows you going up to your face and shooting yourself. Really? Yeah. yeah. So a split second. It's like, because when you're deciding who to shoot, you're pointing a camera at, like, a mirror. One's at yourself. One's at Conrad. But then at the end, when Conrad shoots you in the mirror, you're, you quickly see Come your on. hand shooting in the face. Come on. Yeah. I've played this game twice, and I didn't <laughs> notice that. Yeah. It's and like, I've watched this ending probably three or four times, Yeah. Too. I, uh-huh. I thought it was just me just, like, kind of like, oh, maybe that's I moved the stick too much. But then in the video, the same thing happened. The camera kind of quickly goes, and you see yourself shoot yourself. Yeah. Like from the bottom up. Can I tell you that this is like probably this might be my favorite video game ending. Um, ending. Ending. Just like the, the, I have no, the I have sure no. it's Shakespearean and sure it's like this man is monologuing in front of me. But like think about for you usually final boss battles like just make me so angry mm-hmm. just because I'm like great I'm gonna have to do this thing I'm not gonna enjoy the end whatever. I just thought the end of this game because you don't really get the confirmation of the twist until the end. Mm-hmm. I almost this is top three endings in a video game for sure for mm-hmm. me. It might even be the best. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad you really like it. Yeah, I'm, ha- I'm happy <laughs> that you really like it. And you think it's, but for me, I don't think it's top. I don't think it's like top ten. I want to say no. Yeah, like there are better twists than this one. Yeah, but then, like the twist doesn't happen until the end here. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. The confirmation of it, yeah. 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 Like, would you kindly is more impactful and bigger than this, but like, would you kindly happens at two thirds of the You're way right. through. It does. And I'm not going to spoil that. And that's where Bioshock should have ended. 
that's <laughs> that's where Bioshock should have ended, but it didn't. It kept going. Um, I I just remember loving this ending and watching that three minute monologue thing over and over again after the first time I did the game. Did you guys look at like what the, some of the like story like means kind of videos and like some people are like trying to explain the premise? One guy was saying like because like it's all a hallucination if you like shoot apparently so apparently if you shoot Conrad you get a hallucination of like you no or not hallucination you go like you get arrested or something there's another little. Okay. Level yeah. that happens afterwards. So here's the two sets of endings. Okay, so there's yeah. the ending in front of the mirror where you either shoot yourself or you don't shoot. So you you either die because you've killed yourself or you live yeah. because you you essentially silence Conrad, quote unquote. And then after that happens, you get rid of Gollum. You get rid of Gollum exactly. My pretties. Uh, and then after that, you're out when the military comes to like scoop you up. There's actually another three endings that you can yeah. see there. Depending on what you do, like if you give up your weapons, if you shoot back, or if you get huh. killed, there's like another set of like quick cool. little endings. Yeah, if you give it up, uh, it basically says the guys are like, it's time to go home, and someone in the car asks you, how do you, how did you survive this? And Nolan North's character, uh, Captain Walker, goes, who said I survived? Yeah. Um, the second ending is you shoot back, but you get killed. Uh, and essentially, it's like home. We can never go home, and it's in Conrad's voice mm. in Walker's head. Mm. And then the third ending is you win the firefight, which is extremely difficult because you have no armor because you're wearing Conrad's gear <laughs> as you come out. And uh, if you win, you basically say "Welcome to Dubai" at the end again, yeah, wow. bringing it all the way back. And you go back to you the same story. Kurtz. Yep. Or Conrad. Yeah, you become Kurtz slash Conrad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that's those are the endings. Huh. Yeah. It's a good ending. It's a really good ending. It's a really good ending. I'm the thing that frustrates me about this is there is a really good message here. It's that, you know, you should really take a cold hard look at yourself if you use video games to fulfill a sense of agency in your life. Uh and to you know, to to live out these power fantasies over and over. Um, and if your power fantasies involve killing other people who are often of a different ethnicity than you are. Um, but that message is probably not making it to the people who need it. Um, but I'm glad that the message exists in video games because some people are going to get that and it's going to get, you know, get through to some people. It'll, it'll be art for, Art as an agent of change in the world. I don't want to say something bad, Jacob, and hopefully don't take offense to this, but I think Call of Duty 4's story was better than this. I don't think it was Call of Duty 4. I think it was Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Yeah. Well, it's Mo- Call of Duty 4 is Modern Warfare. No, no. There was Call of- There was an MW. What? Yeah, yeah, Call of Duty 4 is Modern Warfare 1. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Modern you're both Warfare right. So are you two. saying Modern Warfare 2 or Mo- are you saying... Mo- Mo- Modern Warfare 2. The one that was... Modern Warfare 2, Stop. you're saying. I'm you, saying Call of Duty 4. You've just killed me. Gutted him. You've just... You, you just Jake, like, do you need can help I, I'll picking give you, up your guts? Uh, really They're quickly. On the ground. No, really quickly, I'll tell you why. I thought like... And it was part of like just like the gameplay. Like there's different types of gameplay. There's like the sniper mission. Um, gameplay. Yeah, I lo- it's great. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> I, I don't care. It's, you're going quiet. You got to sneak this way, sneak that way. Uh, no, I... And I don't know. I love the shooting was great in it. Maybe it's because it's a first person shooter and maybe because there's so many like multiplayer moments that I've had. Like I love playing multiplayer on there. That could have been a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. 
but I don't know. I kind of like, I, I would say that story was a lot cooler. And at the end when you have to like reach for the pistol and like shoot the guy, spoiler alert for Call of Duty 4, if you haven't played it, what the heck? Great. Every action movie that's ever been made. Yeah. It's great. Can, I would accept that Modern Warfare 2 plays better than Spec Ops because it does. I would say Modern Warfare 2 as a, maybe not 2, but Modern Warfare as a series has been more impactful to the video game industry as a whole. But I would, I would vehemently, if that's even a word, is that a word? Vehemently. It's just a pronunciation. Keep going. Keep going. I would defend that like this is my, this is my hill to die on. Yeah. Okay. This is one of Um, the greatest stories from that generation of games. mm. Point final. Okay. French. You regressed to French. That I went there. <laughs> I, I look. I'll back you. I'll back you. Okay. Which? Only because I'm getting the crazy eyes, like Walker. Or <laughs> do you realize his eyes were black during that whole last? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Um, no, I'll back you. Like it. It was probably in the top five stories and games that I've seen. It's really. Not, it doesn't sound like it. Like it. No, I'm just bored with right. Heart of Darkness, Apocalypse. Now, there you go. I saw this coming a long way ago because I've experienced this type of story in a lot of ways. Okay. Well, um, you ha- you have a face that has a thought. I don't. I I just okay. The, I don't know the story. I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't convinced that it's a, the greatest story of all time. It's a story. It's better than most in for, like in third person shooters. And like those types of games, like it's it's a good war story. It's an important game. Yeah, it's not a fun game. It's sure. Not, <laughs> it is not a fun I'll, game to play. That's where I'll agree. It's mm-hmm. that it's okay. Sure. It for me, it felt like reading Heart of Darkness, where I read Heart of Darkness because I knew it was important to read and to know, mm-hmm. but I didn't enjoy it's reading. So, sell, yeah. the, sell this game it to children. Hey, it's as fun as generation. reading, just like Pythagorean's theorem. One of the best. And, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> A, a plus B equals hypotenuse squared. Yeah. Math. Can I can I end a with squares, one quote and then I'll just wrap it up? Yeah. Um, this is a quote from Brandon Kehoe's book. Um, I think it's in the introduction to the book. He basically says, Only so many games can be absolutely uncritical and unthinking in their violence before players start to think more critically about what these games are asking of them and developers start to question what they are creating. Totally. Boom. I'm on board. So, if you liked this episode of the Left Behind Game Club, um, you should go to iTunes, give it a five-star rating, and uh, and let the world know. Find a friend who likes games. Find a friend who likes Heart of Darkness. Find someone in your life who has seen the movie Apocalypse Now and say, hey, did you enjoy that? That movie that was so very critically acclaimed and loved? You might also like this game. And... After you play that game, listen to this podcast because we'd appreciate it. We think it helps. Um, Mo, where can the fine people find you at? You can find me at Emirati, and they wouldn't be able to because they would have already played the game and then they would have listened to this if yes. they got to this point. Exactly. But yeah, Emirati. And Jacob McCourt, where can people find your rantings, uh, your Walker esque rantings? They can find my Walker esque rantings at uh, Jacob McCourt on everything. Uh, you can watch me stream games for the Left Behind Game Club at. Uh, jacobstreams.com and I feel like after this podcast is done me and Mo are going to have to hug and, and if they go through the your 24 hour extra life stream they'll be able to see you playing Spec Ops the line uh, yep. so they'll be able to experience it through the eyes of Crazy Walker McCourt uh, <laughs> and you can find me at RuflowM on Twitter and MikeRuflo.com amongst other places online that my friends is one last game left behind